0: Good morning, it's first thing Friday so it's time for fix. This is the audio version of my weekly newsletter, made with a synthetic voice form Amazon Polly. Read the original, with all the links at addictivelondon.com. Fix Insider November 25th. Merchant Media The interest in merchant media continues to grow. The FT have a good piece on how retailers are reshaping the advertising industry where they talk with many people in the industry but the headline is interesting in itself, too often we look at this space as something advertisers are driving, but I agree with the FT that retailers are going to reshape ads, not the other way around. Top-tier retailers are remarkably well-run businesses, that see retail media as an essential lever to complete the transformation of their business, with the switch to online shopping, and delivery, needing new economics. I attended an interesting event this week on this hot topic, hosted by Shopmium and Nielsen, talking about the data at the heart of retail media. What was interesting was that the vast majority of the audience were people from brands, the smart CPG firms are taking control of this new opportunity. Criteo are a major player in this space, having managed an amazing switch away from their retargeting focus, past its sell-by date, as it was enabled by third-party cookies. This talk between one of their execs and ExchangeWire gets into their strategy, and how they define retail media versus commerce media. I persist with Merchant Media, along with Goldman Sachs, Because I think retail media diminishes the opportunity, ads on Tesco.com are an exciting opportunity but the real prize is ads in ITV's celebrity targeted using Tesco data. Merchant. McKinsey have some good fresh thinking on how e-commerce must evolve and avoid being a bolt-on to the main business. They argue. Most leaders thinking about e-commerce is too small. Time and again, we see companies trying to optimize existing products, services, or processes, thinking along the lines of how can we improve our widget? instead of how can we better serve our customers? To become indispensable to customers, companies need to develop a radically deeper and broader understanding of what their customers really want and how to provide it. In many ways e-commerce has taken over the stigma digital has, pushed into a corner away from the real business, when winning comes from truly embracing the new discipline. As we see the DNVB brands start to experiment with wholesale and chase retail distribution, fresh thinking is essential. Even Shine are opening retail stores, first in Tokyo the focus on AI and data is driving a degree of blandness. Suddenly retail became a race to define one's value props, raise gobs of money, and collect and manipulate data. I've watched data take on an increasingly influential role in how decisions are made, to the point that any decision made that isn't informed by data is dubbed irresponsible. And while there's logic to this line of thought, when every brand is overly dependent on gathered data to drive decision making, the result is increasingly optimized websites, stores, and product that all look the same. The modern merchant business needs the creative spark that has personified great merchants through history. Where is the Colette of modern commerce? One benefit of stores is making returns a little easier, and The Wall Street Journal has looked at who is making this work, answering the key challenge. So the goal for companies is a tricky one. How do you have return policies that are flexible enough to keep customers, but not so costly that companies lose money? And even better, is there a way to use the return experience to actually increase sales rather than just be a drain on company results? Superdrug have expanded their online business with a marketplace listing 300 health and beauty brands. Another interesting move from Uber, echoing the GoPuff partnership we mentioned last week's app is now available on the Uber Eats platform. TikTok The adoption of TikTok by major brands has been pretty remarkable, usually driven by an enthusiastic team testing and learning until they have something that works. This organic approach is now being superseded by brands making TikTok a priority. I heard that over 40% of TikTokers don't use Instagram so the media reaches enough justification. Now Estee Lauder are mandating teams to use TikTok and the thinking is explained in a good Digiday article. This does increase the focus on the creative though, can you develop ads that suit the grammar of the medium? Some more insight into the rollout of TikTok shop in the US, with brands being invited to join the program. The New York Times looks at how TikTok is influencing pop stars to develop dance moves and gestures that could be picked up on TikTok. And yet more commentary on the threat of TikTok, now the FBI think it could be used to spy. New TV. He's back. Bob Igor is back as Disney CEO, just two years after he finally left. He delayed his retirement four times before eventually handing over to his choice of successor Bob Chopek. Igor is undoubtedly one of the best business execs of all time. His acquisitions of Marvel, Pixar, Lucasfilm, and 20th Century Fox transformed the industry and made Disney dollar billions but can he make Disney Plus profitable? The FT reminds us of the challenge, the industry is shifting from the highly profitable world of linear cable to streaming where no one has come close to profitability. One thing the newspaper business learned the hard way is that when a media industry switches distribution systems it can lose a lot of profit, even if its audience does not shrink. The dynamics for TV are obviously different, but I just don't know how this is going to play out. The really interesting thing though is that the old model was, and still is, funded by a combination of subscriptions and ad revenue, whilst the new model of streaming tried to rely on subscriptions alone. That's changing now and I suspect Igor will be an advocate of this mix of revenues. He is also closer to talent in Hollywood than Chopek so the power may be shifting. And I understand a key reason for the demise of Chopek is that he really annoyed all his colleagues. Being nice does pay off ads on Netflix may be new but the levels of spend across connected TV are growing fast. In Q3 US spend hit $926 million, up from $664 million a year before. But the head of Warner Brothers Discovery told a conference that the ad market is weaker now than during the pandemic and worries that, if things don't improve, it's going to be hard to hit their £12 billion revenue forecast. Really? Or is this another case of a CEO blaming the general ad market when it's their product that is struggling? The mechanics of spending on CTV are complicated by the ad tech world adapting to handle CTV ads. This LinkedIn post by an Amazon exec points out the structural issues, subtly making the point that Amazon is well-positioned. The latest Barb data shows the impact of Netflix with an episode of The Crown getting 2.87 meters viewers across all devices, whilst the most-watched episode of Celebrity came top with over 11 meters viewers. That tension between a live show at a specific time and the watch-whenever streaming model is going to be so important this year. Netflix are looking at sports, which is all about live and they have announced a live Chris Rock special for next year. Cigars, booze, money, how a lobbying blitz made sports betting ubiquitous. Creative. I have never really understood the concept that branding and performance are somehow different. Everything a brand does has an effect on that brand and anything and everything they do can drive a response. A dirty Uber a cold deliveroo and a wastefully packaged Amazon parcel are bad for the brand. So is a boring commercial. Many years ago we proved that performance-focused banners drove brand metrics. So it should be a moot point, but the arcane architecture of our business means the debate lingers on. So this thorough report on the work Facebook have done for fashion brand and other stories, part of H&M, is welcome. As ever, money invested in developing more creative pays off. A long report from Creative Platforms etc. has some useful data on ad performance. The FT look at how advertisers are adopting, or binging as the FT puts it, online video. The piece makes the point that divides between broadcasters and online players like Gaffa is increasingly irrelevant. Masalskis warns that online and TV companies are now competing for the same a dollars, with Facebook now making more money from video-based advertising than any broadcaster does, evidence of the value of first-party data when it comes to marketing. This is why retail media is so exciting. When you can buy TV using Walmart or Tesco data, you can really compete with Facebook. Of course Facebook and TikTok will also offer Walmart data, Clean room technology will make this standard. Plus plus. Kirano O'Kane argues Apple will need ad tech to get to $30 billion in ad revenue. The Quo Vadis update on ad tech firms and their stock market performance. Was this $100 billion deal the worst merger ever? Why the FTC's Consumer Data Collection Crackdown Puts the Entire Economy at Risk, at Age. Real Vision Podcast, Legacy Media and the Power of Web3 with the President of Time Magazine.